This is only yesterday. Um, I'm Tony. I'm Adam. And today we are talking about something that more than over, apparently, more than three million people experience. That sounds too low. It sounds too, well, that's why I said more than, right? Yeah, like I would say a lot of people. A lot of people, yeah. A lot of people. Today we're discussing generalized anxiety disorder. Or GAD. Or G-A-D. G-A-D. GAD. GAD. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, sources for today are psychotherapy and pharmacotherapy for major depressive disorder and generalized anxiety disorder, a rapid qualitative review by Sujan Kandamas. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, Kandasami. It, it's it's K A N. D-A-S-A-M-Y. They sound like one of my people. So, Kandasami. Well, Kandasami. Kandas, perhaps. <clears throat> like it sounds and, Indian. Right, right. Um, and Katrin Campbell. Boom. They don't sound like one of my people. Nope. From Ottawa, Ontario. Exactly. The See? Canadian Agency for Drug and Technologies in Health. Um, we've also got Psychotherapeutic Treatment for Generalized Anxiety Disorder. Cognitive Behavioral Therapies, Enhancement Strategies, and Emerging Efforts by Michelle Newman, Candace Basterfield et al., um, published by the Pennsylvania State University and other universities by the universities that, you know, the people who participated in... Sandusky? In the article. <laughs> Sorry. That participated in the article because there's a lot of different universities. Well, so. I, I, I was saying that... That's where Jerry Sandusky coached. Oh. So. Heard that. Yeah. Well. Anyway. We've also got nine tips for rewiring the anxious brain by Dr. Don Elise Snipes. We've got childhood stressful events, HPA axis, and anxiety disorders by Faravelli et al. Did I say it right? Faravelli? I'm not sure. Probably. Okay. It's Italian, so Faravelli. Faravelli. Okay. Yes, this is the thing. We've got some research going. We're going to get good. And then my people, you know, we're going to take them out. But anyway, let's get back to the, the show. Got to get the sources out Vito of the Corleone way. wanted to share his opinion on anxiety. So there you go. Yes. Um, we've got the polyvagal theory in theory by Deb. In therapy. Dana. In therapy. Oh, my God. I... Nice. So let me try that once more. The polyvagal theory in therapy by Deb Dana. Dana, I'm not sure. And the DSM-5 by fucking et al. The, the whole world the of American psychiatry. Psychological Association. Or is it psychiatric? Psychiatric. Psychiatric Association. Yes. So. Now that we got the sources out of the it's way, I just want to say, this is not therapy. It cannot be therapy. This is a podcast just for HR, you know, just to cover our bases. Yes. This is not therapy. If you want to try any of these techniques, do so under the supervision of a qualified professional. Right. Which is not Tony or I. Right. In this episode, we're just letting you know, <clears throat> letting you know what it is. Purely educational. Right. Purely educational. Letting you know what it is. Letting you know of some treatment options that some people do and Let's freaking get into it. Yeah. All right. So, well, they got definition. So, so, the definition of generalized anxiety disorder that we're going to be using is severe ongoing anxiety that interferes with daily activities and causes significant distress in social, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. And this has to occur for more days than not, lasting for more than six months. Damn. I yeah. mean, that'd be quite stressful, bro. Like you, that's my have life. Such strong anxiety that you like it interferes with daily activities. That's my life. It's wild, bro. Yeah, I'm so sorry to hear that. I've you know? I've never known a life without it, so I couldn't tell you. You know, you know, I mean, people go through it. Yeah. Um. Yo. So some of the symptoms include muscle tension, restlessness, irritability, fatigue, and sleep disturbance. Yeah, um, I have insomnia. Insomnia. Yo. Every night. Yo, we. We talked about a little bit of this on our insomnia episode. Yep. 
So as mentioned, as mentioned before, um, more than three people, clearly more than three, more than three million people in the U.S. Um, have generalized anxiety disorder, and it shares similar or it shares symptoms similar to obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorder, and other anxiety disorders. Because I mean, if if we think about it right, like anxiety is, you you know the 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 onset of the uncertain that's just like constantly. And again, this number has to be way more. Well, I'm certain it is. It has to be like 50 million or something like that. Like, I swear. It very well could be. Maybe I just work in the industry, so that's all I see. But hmm. yeah. You know, it, it's out there for sure. Um, <clears throat> some sources of anxieties um, is our next section here. Um, so examples, we've got like, there's a lot of sources, basically. Right. Money, sex, relationships, children, medical issues, jobs, the economy, yada, yada, yada. Yo, absolutely. And so, like, let's just break one of those down, right? Like, okay. let's say we have a someone who's concerned about mortgage payments, right? Sure. Like, they are concerned about, like, yo, I don't have enough money for the mortgage payment, or I have, like just almost enough but it's just it's not quite there yet but i just i could get it if i wanted to like ask around for friends but i don't really want to like ask i don't want to be a burden and so that type of thing can compound and i mean even then like let's say we do ask friends and they're like yeah no i don't got i don't have that sorry i don't know what to tell you yeah and like they can't and so it's just that can definitely be a source of anxiety like a cause for worry Mm -hmm. right um, children's safety, right? Like, how many times in the U.S. do we have to hear about school shootings, right? Like, and then of course that's a concern for you know safety, like uh, children's safety, in the eyes of a parent or in the eyes of a concerned individual, right? Like, you don't even yeah. need to be a parent to be concerned about kids being shot in schools. Like, that's I'm uh, concerned that I'm not a parent, right? You know, medical issues, right? Like, this person might be terminally ill. That's, I mean, maybe not. Maybe that that's a different episode. But I mean, I'm sure that causes be, anxiety. Well, sure. Well, I mean, let's say the beginning stages of terminal illness, yeah. right? Yeah. I'll give you an example. I had anxiety about the Utah water crisis. Mm, and that's all I could think about. Yeah. And it made me sick and tired, like fatigued and nervous and unsure. You know, for sure. Um, if you haven't heard about the Utah water crisis, that's another episode. Go ahead, look it up. We might do an episode on that. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's rough. Um, there's many different types of ang- or many different sources of anxiety, right? Like something that doesn't cause anxiety for one person can definitely cause worry in another person, right? Like, mm-hmm. for sake of example, um, there's some people who just really don't care about foreign politics. Right, like they just really don't care what's going on over there. You know, not that big a deal. Like, doesn't it's not a cause for concern. But for someone who's like, yo, I'm invested because at some point, as a globe, as an entire entity, we're gonna have to like deal with this. Like, that can definitely be a cause for worry in someone else's perspective. Or, like when I come over and you're gaming, you get really anxious about like your Apex stuff. Mm. I'm supportive, but I can't relate to it because I don't play the game. Yeah, and it's okay. And video games don't make me anxious. Will you please correct me in the neuro neurobiological components? Sure, and yeah, I'll what's, what's I'll sum this that? up because it's really chunky and it's just it's a little chunky. It's little, very cerebral and very thick. brainy and shit. So, but basically, it stands for the connection between your hypothalamus, pituitary gland, and your amygdala. So those, they kind of interact in the HPA, you know, axis. So like, it's kind of like the Pony Express. Ooh, the Pony Express. They're sending signals to each other. Okay. And then one sends a signal to one, sends a signal to other, and it forms kind of like a loop of stress reaction. Fun. So it's there to keep you alive. Like that's the original, when we, when we emerged from the reptilian races, mammals we're these small little creatures and anxiety reaction kind of keeps us alive right right like i need to be concerned about this big creature over here that might try to eat me yes or 
Not enough shelter. Exactly. And so I like to kind of go through this with my clients because for them, their anxiety seems so real and it seems so like just impending and it seems all these things, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I like to go over this and explain how it's just a survival function that malfunctions sometimes. Right, right. You know? Um, And so it's just like, it's just a natural state and it's just an emotion. Like it's not, there's nothing magical about it. It's not going to like end the world, you know? Um, Because most of our worries don't come true. You know, some of them do, but a lot of them don't. Right. That's a good perspective to have. Yeah. Like, because if we're like, if we're consistently worrying about something or multiple things yeah. and nothing happens, yeah. it's the, it's the, um, what is that quote? It's the Buddhist quote, right? Like, yeah. if you worry about something, nothing happens. But if you worry about something and something does happen, like, either way, you spent time worrying yeah. and you didn't really need to. Yeah. It's, that is, that is true. Like, you could waste your energy worrying about it, but it doesn't affect whether it will happen or not. Right. So. And like I said, we evolved to assess for threats like lions, natural disasters, other humans. Yeah. You know, like we emerged out of Africa. There are lions there. There's scary shit there. There still is, you know, like this is where this came from. This is why lions give me anxiety, you know. So now that we still have lions, but they're not as much of a threat, it's we have like that over disproportionate reaction to things that aren't lions and aren't dangerous, you know, like a test in school or like somebody breaking up with us. Right. Or being, those things suck, but they won't, they won't kill you like a lion would. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good point to make. Right. Because even when you're like, you're sitting down in gaming, or if you're like, you're taking it serious, right? If you are taking your gaming serious, you're like, <clears throat> this person's around the corner. They're about to come get me. They're about to, you know, shoot me, do whatever. But in reality, you're literally just like sitting, looking at a screen. Like, yeah. But you're having these responses. But your mind is triggered by it because it reminds you of situations. Yeah. Potential. Yeah. Your mind is like, okay, you're, wait yeah. a second. Wait a second. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, our mind is kind of always doing that, like, even subconsciously without us knowing it's scanning for those threats, our senses like facial cues, things like colors, all these things like our mind automatically takes into account and it can make us, make us anxious without us even knowing it. Right. Like eyebrow raises. Facial expressions. Yeah. Mm. So, um, and again, that's to keep us safe, but it, it goes too far sometimes, you know? Right. Right. And so, um, tone of voice in a big one too is internal. So you start to feel kind of like, Oh shit. Like my, my, my heart's pumping really hard. What does that mean? And then you start scanning for anxiety and then you find something scary and then you start worrying about that. Ooh. Yeah. Try not to worry about it too much. Yeah. So I I like to normalize it and help clients see now this is just like a natural process happening. Right. Right. Yeah. And again, that's another, that's a good point to make because it is a natural process, right? Like try not to worry too much. It's natural that we're going to be concerned about things because again, we're concerned about our survival or, you know, being more like accepting responsibilities or doing new things. Um, but don't let that worry be like all encompassing, like don't let it consume you. Right. Yeah. Because again, it's just a collection of neural responses, like neurological responses that, Right. They don't really mean anything in the end. Exactly. Exactly. So. And I have some examples for us. So these some of these are taken from my lived experience. So Okay. Yeah, um right. so a person wakes up for every day with free floating feelings of dread, nervousness, and stomach aches, but can't figure out why. Ooh. Yep. It sounds like you might be a little stressed, right? Like having those uh the physiological responses to stress. Yeah. So someone is worried about the economy and their financial future, leading to stress, nerves, fear, and depression. Yeah. yeah. I've been through this. <laughs> I bet, bro. Uh, many, many times. Many, many people have. Yeah, it's a common thing. Um, someone becomes suicidal because they are unable to work, engage socially, or function because of stress and nerves. Yo. Yeah. Yep, heard a couple of stories yeah, about that type of stuff. Yeah, that happens all the time, man. 
And it's unfortunate. Yo, and speaking of people who are like, who have to like live with that type of shit, bro. Like, and so we, we discuss comorbidity, right? Yeah. Like how having generalized anxiety. And so when I say comorbidity real quick, um, it means co-occurrence, if you have, like co-occurrence, right? Like if you have anxiety, you might also have depression. And if you have, let's say a million dollars, you might also have expensive tastes. Like it, or people coming after your money. Or people coming after your money, right? And so it's just it's like again, the uh connections almost. And yeah. and again, it's not it's not a hundred percent. Everyone's journey is different. Um these are just some things that tend to happen. Yes. <clears throat> so what does tend to happen with anxiety? Um so I mean again we mentioned like you may end up getting or having depression. So like let's just say for the sake of example. Um, you are really concerned about a test, right? Like super worried about it. Um, you don't get much sleep because of it. You don't focus really well during the test because you're so concerned about not failing. You end up failing. You end up getting like super depressed because you were super concerned about doing really good on this test. And I mean, this is just one, one example. I mean, there's kids who are like, yo, I, I really want to get a job. I'm trying to get emancipated mm-hmm. or I'm trying to make sure that my parents or caregiver will let me go out with, and hang out with my friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's there's that connection um, that may happen. Um, substance use disorder. Um, and I mean, I don't really want to go into like great detail because, I mean, I'm sure, again, many people who are living with this. Yeah, I'm not trying to like have you go on and use a bunch of substances, but I mean, I'm sure you can you use your imagination as to how yeah. having anxiety would lead one to substance use or cause it, cause anxiety, or co- right? Like or the inverse, right? Like substance use causing your anxiety. Yeah, right. Conduct so, disorder. That's interesting. Yo, absolutely, conduct disorder. And so, if you're let's say so concerned about living up to one standards, right, and then you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna be my own person, but then, I mean, it was it was it was hard to verbalize. Verbalize, right? They have anxiety because people are trying to make them do things they don't want to do. Perhaps, yeah, yeah. Conform, but they don't feel anxiety about things like what does this person think of me or right, right. Things like normal societal expectations. Their anxiety is more about being cooped up, right? And it's exactly. It's, I've worked in a conduct disorder unit for youth, so yeah, so yeah. exactly. You know. And so psychotic disorders, um, if we were to take anxiety and perhaps like heavy meth use, right? Like that, I mean, and again, these, they're not always, they're not always together, right? They're not always a hundred percent going to be connected with each other, but there are, there are connections sometimes or like having such anxiety that you believe that there's a voice talking to you, like, which is just maybe you're even seeing shit is scared, man. Well, right. Absolutely. So let's say you, you're hearing your own internal dialogue, right? Like as we, as we think about things, we say like, maybe the way that this person over here looks like, Oh, he looks kind of weird. Or you have like, you know, internal negative thoughts or whatever. And then you then believe that that might be a voice that's talking to you, telling you these negative things as opposed yeah. to just your own internal dialogue. And then you begin to have anxiety about that, which then could like compound, especially if you have like trauma or yeah. other maladaptive behaviors. Yeah. Or you just become hypervigilant for when you're going to get triggered again to go into psychosis. And so you get anxious. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I work with this one a lot. So, and I fucked up at the bottom there and put MDD twice. So that's no. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so, uh, so autism and developmental disorders, there's some comorbidity with that as well. Like, and it's not even, it's not even like a, a stigmatization type, uh, explanation that I'm going to give, but there was a, there was a, there was an event that had happened at work one day and one of our kids who was on the spectrum, who's really one of the sweetest kids ever, um, like two of the other kids were having a fight, like fist fight screaming and all this like yelling at each other and the one who's on the spectrum is like i i need to can we just like go outside or something because i'm really getting anxious right now like i'm about to freak out i it's just it's too much energy going on right now and i really can't handle this 
And so I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, let's, let's take him outside, you know, let's do this. And so it just made me think that, you know, that particular person was, you know, sensitive to that external stimuli in that moment. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of stuff. It could be that it could be just social interactions. Right, right. It could be that parts of their brain develop more of a fear response more easily. Mm-hmm. So could there, be any number of there's things. There's a ton of shit there. So for sure, yeah. Um, PTSD. That's um, pretty self-explanatory. Pretty self-explanatory. Uh, we have personality disorders. <laughs> we we don't have personality disorders. We're, I mean, we're we're we don't have those. I mean, but the, the next. The next bullet point so on the in list border, is personality so disorders. In borderline personality disorder, they are they just feel more anxiety about things and have more emotional reactivity. Right, right. And so there's a ton of stuff. We'll do more series on that. But yeah, basically aspects of your personality that cause more anxiety. Yes. And so speaking of which, we have people in my house right now. Not to get too far out of the not to pull you guys out of the mist. But um, I just see like people walking around up there, and I'm like, dang. Ah, it's like, it's Halloween time. Maybe it's ghosts. Maybe it's a ghost. Okay, that's that's spooky. Mm. Yes. Yo. So he. Uh, we've also got. So now we're gonna move on to our uh, treatment modality options, and there's quite a few, especially for this here. Uh, I mean, really for all mental disorders, but I mean specifically for this one, there's a lot. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, yeah. If there wasn't a lot, that would suck. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, when we, never mind. I'm not even going to, when we talk about more, like, uh, obscure psychological disorders, right? Yeah. Like, then I can see that there might not be an entire, like, encyclopedia worth of yeah. treatment. Like, some, like being a serial killer? I'm thinking more like more specific, like someone who is. I just didn't want to get too graphic for our listeners' ears, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, since since this is a mature audience, paraphilia. I was really thinking like someone specifically like wanting to eat a particular animal's shit consistently, like, and so that that would be. I don't believe that there's an entire like <laughs> like encyclopedia of knowledge on how to treat that particular. I'm, I'm that sure just sounds some. like something hipsters do, like in popular parts of New York right now. Sure, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's they make shit uh, coffee out of shit. What I'm saying is, yeah, <laughs> um, I feel like there's there's a lot of different treatment options for generalized anxiety disorder. I mean, and anxiety in general. Because a lot of people experience it. Yes. So I'm going to let my man take the floor. Okay, fine. That's good. This is my job. I do this. I just have to be ready on the fly. So. He says, I do this. Yeah. CBT. Not CBD. CBT. What is CBT once again? Um, psychoeducation or information. CBT is cognitive <laughs> behavioral therapy. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, word, word. Okay. And then so psychoeducation. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's basically like how to change your thoughts and behaviors yeah. that will change your feelings. So doing things to change how you perceive the world or how you interact with others or how, your behavioral techniques and stuff. Right. I like to think of it as how your thoughts influence your feelings and how your feelings influence your behavior. Yeah, exactly. It's like a triangle. Yeah. So relaxation techniques, relaxation techniques, sorry. Um, yeah, that's just like progressive muscle relaxation, like meditation, deep breathing, those kind of things. So yeah, it's learning how to target zones of your bodies that feel stress with breathing techniques and mindfulness. Right. There was a an exercise that I was doing, like when you you tense up a particular muscle or a couple groups of muscles uh-huh. for you know like a few seconds, and then like you relax them, and then you do it again, and then you like relax them again, and then letting that you know the anxiety and the stress release mm-hmm. with them. So then, not only are you just like relaxing your body, you're also like yeah, getting the- feeling that sensation of relaxation, yeah, associated with that quote-unquote anxiety-driven thought. Yeah. I do yoga. Good stuff. Yeah. Yoga, that's what we're talking about. Yoga's good, too. Yeah. 
So DBT. These these are all they sound really technical and nerdy and stuff. They're not. It's dialectic behavioral therapy. It's mindfulness, dude. Mindfulness. Yes. So it's becoming aware of like the present moment and not getting caught up in anxiety thoughts and not being caught up in the past, you know. And also being able to kind of sit through uncomfortable feelings and not become them, basically. And it's derived from Buddhism and Hinduism. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's also the self-control desensitization, which is um, basically like putting yourself or thinking about or imagining um, anxiety or about situations that would cause anxiety or worry yeah. and using the progressive muscle relaxation to help you, you know, again, dissociate. Exposure therapy. Right. Basically exposure therapy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've done this one a lot. Right, right. So, somatic and polyvagal techniques. We sound like nerds, man. This is <laughs> yo. This is our job. This is our job. We our job is to make it sound cool. Yo, we're like those youth pastors, right? Right. But we got actual research based techniques, and yeah. My job is to reframe it in a way that you will be able to digest. Exactly. Me, me too. That's what we're here for. So, it's basically. We're going to get into it more, but it's basically the idea of that the nervous system, you can trigger the nervous system to calm down through things like stretching and deep breathing um, specifically. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a, based on a lot of like they mapped out the nervous system, the body. I like it. So Sounds ill. Yeah. And so with that, um, there's some interesting things. Like the it's, it's the goal of it is to enter the rest and digest kind of phase where it's more you know when you know when you get really nervous and your stomach hurts and yeah right, right. you might have to go poop a lot you know sure i get that sometimes yeah <laughs> that's that's an evolutionary response mm. you're it's a fight or flight response so you want to be the rest and digest where your body's resting and digesting not so much that you're like you're so rested that you poop no no but so, resting and digesting. Yes, exactly. So, um, this you can a lot of these things involve like muscle work, like in particular, like specific muscles and nerves endings. And so, yoga is good for that. Singing, like vocalizations, you have muscles in your ears that when they're activated, they they trigger nerve response to enter into more of the rest and digest state. Ooh. So that's why Buddhists and Hindus. Like in other religions, like the chanting is actually like a scientifically based thing. And singing is too. That's pretty interesting. And you know what? I was was thinking about doing like transcendental meditation. Like there was someone who was like, yo, you can just pay me $120 and we'll do the thing. And I'm like. Bro, we could do it right now. We could do it with me. (laughs) Right. And he was like, well, you need to find your own particular mantra, right? Like whatever is yours. And so I was like. Okay, well, like it just—it was something that I thought about and hadn't revisited. But now that I'm seeing this, you know, what I'm saying I might have to. We'll we'll talk later. Me, me Ch- and you will talk later. Chanting mantras—that is part of it. It's triggering right. that nerve, right? Yeah, and so, or yeah. om, you know. Right. We'll we'll talk more about. Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, interpersonal and emotional processing therapy. Yo, if I ha- oh go ahead. No, I'm I'm just like. Like you're ready. So tell I mean, me, like, tell the, me, tell me. I, if I was able to do like interpersonal and emotional processing therapy, I would be a different person. Um, not to say I would be a better person or a worse person, but I would be a different person. Tell me um, why. Because I had a lot of issues processing my emotions. Um, I was very angry. Um, yeah, same. After it was after I came out of the Air Force. Like very slightly. Oh, after. okay. Like, like you, you paused just, weird there. So I thought you were going to say something else, but no, no, I was just like, I was <laughs> out of, just, I came out of the, and I was like, are we having a moment? <laughs> no, I, I came out of the womb angry. Me too, man. That's Me right. Too. I, big mad, but actually no, I, I'm, here's a tidbit. Uh, fun fact. I actually died seven times while I was like being born. Right? Like I was clinically proven. I stopped breathing. What the fuck? Yeah. I've died seven times. So um, if death ain't going to stop me, fuck you, you mean, You must be bro. a cat. 
bro, I'm not trying to test it, but I might be. I might have got a couple left. I think I may have I may have used up one of them. I'm not going to lie. There was <clears throat> there was a time when I definitely needed some emotional regulation therapy, which is the next bullet. Yeah, sure. Because I was uh I was kind of all over the place, bro. I'm not going to lie. Dude, I was I was an angry kid. Yeah. I just had so much anger, like, all the time. Yeah. I still do, but I manage it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel so. you, bro. And so, uh, yeah, if you haven't gone to therapy, if you have the means, go to therapy. And and just fucking pray that you get a good therapist. Because apparently I'm hearing stories about therapists. I hear them all the time. I'm doing the most, bro. I've worked with some of them, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> right, bro. Like, the, yeah, we, we need to... Come together for the people, bro. And then there's a pharmacological approach, right? I, I want to go on that therapy tangent too for a little bit. Sure. If you're a bad there, it's kind of like being a bad air traffic controller. Yeah. Like you got people's like like mental well being in your hands. So step the fuck up. That's true. I mean, like if you don't want, like it, then there's myriad of other options. You don't have to be a therapist. You can work in administration. You can make policy. You can research. You can go live in the mountains and sing songs and stuff. I don't know. No, that's true. And so, like being, like you said, uh, being an air traffic controller of people, like that's that's a really good analogy. Yeah. And so, like, if if you really really fucking think about it, bro, like if you're like, yo, like like <laughs> just just think about it, bro, like you over here, like yo, I see flight. A B twelve seventy whatever. I hate that motherfucker, bro. So <laughs> oh my god, how <laughs> could I need you to converge on this location and just like Jesus? The, there are there are people like this. Yep, Osama absolutely. bin Laden. <laughs> I mean, yo, many. I don't know if Osama bin Laden was a therapist, but he, I, he, he probably studied air traffic control, though. I don't know if he's even studied it. If we talk about it. I mean, he had to know the flight path somehow. He was like, yo, just make that squiggly pattern and, fuck, and just fucking He just pulled up to the airport. He's like, which plane am we going to take? But yeah, actually, now that I'm saying that out loud, we probably should just like fucking, I'm going to clip that. I'm just talking. We got some quick tools for you. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Here. So, thinking errors. With the thinking errors, what 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 do you know about those? I mean, I know that thinking errors are like we think things that might not be necessarily true or we think things that might not be beneficial to our well-being or we, you know, we subscribe to a pattern of thought or a train of thought that is antithetical to the person, right? Like, Yeah, or we magnify things and make it a big deal when it's not. Sure, yeah, we do that too. Yeah. Decatastrophizing. So that's similar to thinking errors. Do you use some of them? But you're kind of using a lot of Socratic questioning. Like you ask yourself, you kind of trick your brain. Like you, you ask yourself, okay, what will happen then? And then you answer that question. Okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, this, this, and this, you know? Okay. So like progressive thinking. Yeah. Like how, how long will it take you to overcome that? Like, will you think about it in a week or a year? And then your mind kind of can logic it out, you know? Hmm. So, yeah. I I mean, I do this like almost every morning, I swear to God. <laughs> Yo, Got to continue practicing. Yes. Gotta Exercise get... and sleep. Hey, some good stuff there. I was doing a lot of that in the military. Good. Not so much now. You're... Now that I'm a dad. I mean, and I guess that's just me making excuses. Really, I should be exercising more. I should be sleeping. I, I guess the same amount that I'm sleeping, but just more exercise. Yeah. I, um, don't exercise very much, but I just started. Good stuff. I don't, I think the big thing about that is you don't need to exercise like all the time in order for you to benefit mentally, you know? Right, right. You just need to reset your nervous system and kind of trigger those relaxation techniques, you know, through moving your muscles. Right. And I feel like there's value in just maintaining, um, a healthy body. Yeah. Rather. Yeah. Or just go for a walk. Right. You know, go for walks. Do yoga, which is on here. Right. Yoga or Tai Chi. So Tai Chi can actually help your body to trigger some of those same like movements that trigger your 
like relaxation techniques, like mm. relaxation in your body. Right, right. Do I need to start doing Tai Chi, motherfucker? Dude, it's cool. I do it Yo, sometimes. Looks like you're pushing clouds just like... It reminds like me of airbender. Avatar The Last Airbender. Exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Um. So the five senses technique is really cool. So... Is that like grounding? Yeah. So like you... It's five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can... Whatever, whatever, whatever. Yada, yada, yada. You Utilizing know? your five senses. Yeah. And you go down. And so basically what it is, is when you have anxiety, it hits you. And it's like all-consuming, you know? And you feel like it's kind of like being sucked into a, a black hole. Mm. But it's not that way. You can you can just kind of redirect your attention. Right. Yeah. Tell your body calms down. And Which because, is a good idea. We should probably yeah. be doing this more often than not. We should definitely right? live in a world where people are more aware of around them. I think that would be a better world to live in. Situational awareness is fucking key. Or just like people are more aware of how like they impact one another, you know, mm-hmm. just like, yeah, that's a whole nother episode. That's a whole group of episodes, bro. I'm telling you, you got so many episodes coming at you, dude, this, th- we picked the right career because no matter what people are going to need us somewhere. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of, yep. I thought about that when I joined this, this great work, you know, that's definitely been a thought as well. Like, yo, how many, I mean, granted some of the jobs can be like automated or automated. Uh, autonomized or would you just say automated like automated f- automated okay yeah <laughs> i was just trying to get anyways some of them like, you know like, like, like a questionnaire def- yeah. right like a questionnaire sure, sure but when it comes down to like sitting down and having discussion with people like reading body language and <clears throat> having you know yeah yeah, yeah. when they invent robots that can read body language and be empathetic we're we're fucked we need new jobs bro when they re- here's the thing therapy robots by the time they do that, we would have already made enough money to be able to retire and fucking be like, yo, it's same thing. Here's, here's what I'm saying, bro. Right now, yeah. we're on the cusp, right? Almost like the, like the automotive industry, right? When there was like hella people making hella cars, all sorts of freaking oil, all that. Everyone's doing it big. And then automation came in, right? Big tech is trying to get big, bro. And so being in the field that we're in, right? We we care about people. There's always going to be people who care about and work with people, period. Yeah. There's, there's nothing you can tell me about that. And as long as there's people, there will be people working with people. So, But if they invent robots that care about people, then we're fucked. Then we would have, again, by that time... We, we might not a, even be a species by that time. We so. would have made enough money. We might be extinct. Hopefully, to, we would have made enough money to philanthropize. If I mean, I don't know, we're probably not going to make that much, bro. Not like billions. It's not what this is about. It's really not. Labor of love. It really is. It's labor of love, bro. And so what I'm saying is we care about people. We in the building, bro. For sure. I might have to clip some of that. Maybe not. Don't. Maybe I won't. Let's just, yeah, don't. That was beautiful. Um, Meditation. Mm. This is a big one for me. Um. Just because based on our last episode that will come out after this that y'all haven't heard yet, but you will, um, it replaced a lot of those aspects of religion for me and the calming aspect and, you know, and so I meditate. I try and do it multiple times a day, Ooh, you know. Good. Yo, I used to meditate a lot. Yeah? Yep. But I don't know. I haven't done it so much. I have weird meditation techniques. Like I like to fill up ba- like the bath water. Mm-hmm. And just put my ear on the ground, and you can hear it kind of roaring, like through the pipes. Mm. It sounds like a waterfall. And then I take a towel and put it over my head, and I'm like cuddled up, you know, in a, in a ball, and it's comforting. Wow, I mean, that sounds like quite the meditative state. Yeah, it's it's so. Yeah, I want to do it now. I want to do it right now. <laughs> we got a shower over there. I'm gonna turn it on. Um, so yeah, I like hearing water. That's my thing. I like hearing rain. I like hearing rivers, so I turn on the white noise, mm. or I go fishing. Um, or I go fishing. Seriously, when I'm at the river, I I go fishing, fly fishing a lot. I will sit on a rock or something and just close my eyes and hear the water. Mm. Just listen to the water. Yes. Oh, it sounds great, bro. Yes. I mean, both the water sounds great and the technique sounds great. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. Um, how do you meditate? Honestly, like, 
<clears throat> there was times I would just like just sit, close my eyes, and just exist, right? Like I do the the mindfulness checklist, like okay, so how am I feeling? What is like my, the inside of my body telling me, like okay, my stomach is a little hungry, but I'm all right, or like I'm you know whatever, like am I grumpy right now? Am I angry or what? Okay, is it like cold? Am I warm? And then just like exist and be. I don't know, and I feel like just like be at one with whatever entity. Yeah, and, you know, just like just be. yeah. In know. Buddhism, that's a big thing. In Buddhism, is just existing mm-hmm. without worrying about having a goal or a target. You just experience being. Yep. Yeah. Do it if you're not doing it. It's it's and that's it's, absolutely it's life changing. Like absolutely free. Absolutely All you have to do free. is just sit down and just fucking be and just notice what you're feeling and yeah. just be okay with that feeling. Yeah, that guy that wanted to charge you 120 bucks. We don't need him. <laughs> you don't need him. Just fucking do it yourself. You got YouTube, man. <laughs> exactly. So, mindful breathing. Mm. This one's a big one. So, for me, having Gad my whole life, even as a kid, like. There are moments that made me feel safe, and I realized it was because I would slow down and breathe, and <clears throat> maybe I put my head in my hands and kind of close my eyes, you know? Right, right. But just being with yourself, like we said, and breathing is really effective. Mm. You know, I'm with that. And so that's one of the things that I do with when I, <clears throat> that's one of the things that I do when I meditate, right? It's like just to notice my breathing like being mindful of the breathing, like just how my lungs feel as they as they inflate and then as they deflate and like mm-hmm. do is there like a feeling associated with that? You know, like does it feel cool? Is it warm? Is there a sensation? And so Yeah, and that's actually scientifically backed. Yep. Cause when you breathe a certain way, it um it triggers your ventral nervous system, which will do whole like Bunch of episodes about that. We, we Polyvagal a, theory. Right, right, right. But to make it brief, like basically breathing, like when you slow your breath on like the the second part of your breath, you know, it actually scientifically it's shown to activate your that calming part of your nervous system. Nice. So So we need to do more of that too. Yeah. I feel like Doctor Who, but a therapist. Because I know all this nerdy shit. You know, right. like he does. So, and that's good. That's I'm glad we're on the team together. Yeah, let's go. I'm yeah. glad. Yes, let's go. And then medication. You know, the pharmacological yeah. approach. Um, this is a huge one. And let me just say, right, there could be, you know, like again, the big pharma pharmacological approach. Yes. And then there's other ways of dealing with it, right? Right. But again, that's more self care. Yeah. That's not. That's not what you would call medication. Yeah. So this one, there are some things that can be dangerous with medication. Right, right. But if it's like an SSRI or SRI, you know, those kind of things, those aren't necessarily um, risky. But taking benzos like Xanax or Klonidine, those can actually be dangerous and addictive. So people have to be careful. Be very careful with your medication. Be careful with benzos. Yep, for sure. Because you can actually die from withdrawals. Yeah, don't die. Don't die. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So. So um, <clears throat> there was a, the studies that like the, one of the articles that I mentioned earlier, um, they did like a meta-analysis. And so across the included studies, there was 29 of them. Or I mean, rather there was, okay, there was, it was like 1,600 studies, rather. Yeah. And then they had to like exclude this one because it didn't include that. And then yeah. This, and so at the end of it, they had. Um, these 29 studies, um, participants described a range of perceived benefits across a range of interventions and experiences were varied across the studies. Um, some interventions were perceived to be more suitable and acceptable to some individuals, um, suggesting a need for tailoring a mental health intervention to ensure the individualized patient care. Right? Yeah, this is huge because not everybody's the same. Absolutely. And so like, so yeah, my experience, like having anxiety sucks ass. Like it just, it's not fun. Right, right. And you've seen it in me, you mm-hmm. know, all the time. 
and it just feels like this dread feeling, yeah, yeah. you know, and I've had it ever since I was a little kid. Like if I got in trouble at school or anything like that, you know, like I would get dread and fear and pain, you know, right. and it affected my body. Like I would get sick, you know, stomach aches and stuff like that. Um, and just, it limited my social opportunities. Like I didn't go outside as much and interact with other people out of fear. Boo. Yeah. Yo. No, I feel that. Like there was times where I had like anxiety as well. Yeah. Um, one of my, I distinctly remember my 18th birthday. Like yeah. we were playing Smash Bros. You know what I'm saying? We were yeah. getting it in. And then I thought like, I went up to my room for a bit because I was like, we had, you know, it was, it was a party. We had like some friends, my now wife was there at the time. And I went to my room to just kind of like be alone. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like I'm 18. I'm like freaking playing video games for my birthday. Like, yo, how embarrassing must that feel? Like it was just like this whole thing, bro. I felt so ashamed. I need the TARDIS so I can go back in time and slap you for being ashamed of that. Yeah, no, I mean, now, <laughs> now it's normalized. I mean, bro, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm like, 30 and I'm still gaming, bro. Like, get yeah. at me. But it was it was a weird feeling for sure. Yeah. And so for me, it feels kind of like I start shaking. Mm. And my world, it it does feel like trauma, but um, there's a there. It's hard to distinguish distinguish between PTSD and GAD, but PTSD is usually about past events, um, right? Right. And you have to have experienced like a, a trauma. GAD is more just how your body's wired. We're not wired to have PTSD, but we are wired to have GAD. You know, right? And so they're very similar, but like. It just feels like your world closes in and you can't think and you can't, you, you numb out and like, and then when it continues, you know, like I've, I've definitely been like suicidal before over it. Like not like acting out more like ideations, like this sucks. I don't want to exist right now. Right. You know? No, I feel that. And so like, <clears throat> that was one of the things that my therapist had told me, he was like, you know, I, I understand, like, when I, I hear you when you say that you want to end your life because of, you know, this and this going yeah. on. Like, what I feel you really mean is you want the negative stuff to end, not so much your life. Like, perhaps if all the negative stuff stopped happening, would you mind continuing? Like, would it be okay? Yeah. And so it was it was a good way to reframe for me. Yeah, that that is definitely important. And I do that all the time, yeah. you know. Um, and it's also important to normalize feeling that way. Yeah. And take away some of the shame of having those thoughts, you know, but don't let those feelings consume you. Don't. Um, but yeah, so like it affected me in school too. Like I didn't have as many friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't really interact with people. Um, tests, just random things would affect me for days. Like my body would feel it like to start shaking and not being able to calm down. Ooh. It felt really dark. And so I get really depressed and not know what to do, you know? And so now, like, it it still plays a part in my life. Like, it always will, you know. But, like, I started doing more, like, exposure therapy with it. Right, right. That's how I started out. And basically what that did was it helped me to not be so hypervigilant all the time. And, like, mm-hmm. if I had a thought that caused anxiety and I did exposures with it, eventually it would just be like, eh, I'm not afraid of that anymore, you know. That's good. So... It is good, but it stopped working. Oh. And so I, when my mind adapted, I had to find new ways. Okay. So I got into Buddhism a lot. Because Buddhism's a lot about letting go of what people think of you. Mm-hmm. And letting go of some of those like constructs that cause anxiety. Right, Like right. worrying about, oh, am I going to get my MSW this year? Or am I going to do this? You know, Or having money, you know? Right, right. Am I going to go to heaven? Or, that too, just like, right. or will I have kids one day? Like, just all these things, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we'll do. I want to do a whole thing about Zen Buddhism in particular, and sometime. But like, I read a lot of like Zen koan, which are like they're kind of like metaphors or analogies, you know. And they helped me like reframe my whole thinking process. Good shit. Yeah, and so that worked for a while. And then this year it stopped working for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. And so I got into more somatic things that were like more accessing and calming down the primitive parts of your your mind and your body, you know? Right, right. Um, Like stretching, 
it's weird, like stretching in your body, like it activates so much like relaxation, you know? Ooh. So like, like acupuncture and shit too? That does too. The Ooh. Chinese were onto something, man. They were onto something. They know stuff. Yeah. And also like just um this is weird, but putting cold water on your face or right. ice, it actually calms down your body. Like it triggers those nerves. There's specific nerves endings from your nervous system that trigger relaxation. Interesting. Yeah. Quite fascinating. Yeah. And there's other aspects of it too. But basically I had to reprogram my mind not to be as concerned about what other people thought or if I was going to get in trouble at work or whatever, you know. Right, right. Obviously I'm not I'm not training myself to be a sociopath or anything. But I'm so far the other way, like an he empath. Says. I'm so far an empath that I'm trying to get back to the middle of having boundaries and having like yeah. you know you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like yeah. asserting your own boundaries, asserting your autonomy, and also <clears throat> like being empathetic, also being you know compassionate. And that's what DBT is about: wise mind mm. of taking both of those, the rational and emotional, and combining them. Right. And being able to kind of <sighs> bless you, Thanks. um, and being able to kind of like see both sides of things, and so. Um, that really helped me. It's good stuff, bro. Yeah. How about you? What helped you with your anxiety? Uh, I mean, just like the, cause you, you have, I'll be worried about something and you're like, dude, that's not a big deal. I don't know how you reached that point. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yo, it's funny. Uh, so it's funny you say that because there's some things that I think are a big deal that my wife is like, that's really not a big deal. So you're just different than me. I, I guess I, I I see the world a little differently. Like good. Can you imagine two me's on this podcast? That would suck. I mean, it, it would be fine. You know, <laughs> it'd be it'd be great. Um, but I mean, like, there's a lot of different things that I like have anxiety about that I'm like. I, I guess so. Yeah, I can see like, it. I I realized that at some point these things are going to need to be dealt with, right? Like either it's <clears throat> either something financial or if it's something with a house or. If for some reason, like it's something family related or if it's like whatever, right? Yeah. At some point it's going to need to be dealt with. And if I sit here and like stress about it, I'm going to not like, I'm not going to be able to do as effective as I would had I been clear headed and thinking about, you know, creatively about how we can, you know, resolve the situation. And so I just like try to let it go or. Okay. Yeah. So your anxiety is there. It's just different than mine. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely there. The trust. I wish we could combine there, both of our anxieties. So it's like you wouldn't want to do that. Well, I mean, not combine them, but like I wish we could combine both of our coping skills and our mindsets so that we could form like this perfect anti-anxiety, like like the anti-anxiety thing. mascot. Like, yeah, sure, that'd be cool. Someone draw up the anti-anxiety. Whatever mascot. that looks like, <laughs> I don't know what that would look like, but um, yeah, like. When we did our Mormonism episode, we had different anxieties about that, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I was just like, we're just let's just say shit. And <laughs> who cares what people think? And you're like, no, we got to, you know, kind of pull we gotta, back. We, gotta, we just got to make sure we don't, like, destroy our career before it starts. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I sometimes I, I get concerned about, like, you know, the the micro, like the... Right here in the face. But then there's times I'm like, fucking, I think about like big brain 3000 IQ plays, bro. And Mm -hmm. so when I think about shit like that, like, let me just for the sake of example, big oil, right? Sure. Those motherfuckers are making big brain 3000 IQ plays literally all over the, or maybe like fucking like, like nat brain negative 3000 IQ plays. It's pretty easy when you rig the system for yourself. Right. And so what I'm saying is if there's people out here who are able to do the terrible things that they're doing to the earth and like there's not a whole lot that I can do about it, like I'm going to do whatever the fuck I can in my sphere of influence to do whatever the fuck I can, bro. Like if I sit here and literally like stress about the fact that the earth is on fire every single day, like I'd get nothing done. Dude, I had a three week period of that. I'd get nothing done. I didn't get anything done. (laughs) (laughs) I just sat on my bed and worried. You know, I wasn't working. 
But I think we're both worried about potentially breathing in arsenic from the Salt Lake, you know? Yep. That causes me anxiety. Yo, that's like my child, bro. I'm like, not excited about it. Son. Like, I I think about that. Like, I hope my child doesn't have to breathe in, like, fucking either arsenic or fucking, like, chlorine gas. It seems like they're or, working on it. Hopefully. Because, I mean, if we have so They're many, starting to, like, funnel more water to the Salt Lake. we have so much fucking money in this state alone... There's no, you can I refuse to believe that there's no one working on it. Like the, you need your best chemists, you need your best like ecologists, you need the be, the best that money can buy for this state. At so, least. for our listeners who have not lived in Utah, oh wow, living in Utah is kind of like those movies where all the rich people are they form they bought like the the vaccine or they bought like the boat and they have a boat and they're sailing off while everybody else behind is kind of fucked. Yeah, and they let some basically. people onto the boat, but they don't let everybody. That's Utah, basically. But I mean, and so everyone who's not on the boat is like, all right. So how can we? How can we adjust? Leave right? Utah? No, <laughs> just kidding. How can we? Because there's people who can't. Yeah, that's like, true. There's you know, people like, there's, that sucks. Right, and so it's like, how I can have we adjust? Like that. Li- li- literally, like eighty percent of my clients are here, will be here, and so it's like, how can we make it better? How can we help? Yeah. Yeah. But that, I don't know. That, yeah, that's me. That's my philosophy on that part. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, just anxiety is like, it's a normal process, you know? Don't be concerned if and feel weird for having it. It's normal. Mm-hmm. It's probably the most common diagnosis, diagnosis that I work with because right. it's just so prevalent. And it, it connects with so many other diagnoses. Yeah. Right? Like, you can have anxiety about so much fucking shit. In the end, it's just a feeling that evolved in evolution for us to be able to hide from dinosaurs. And big creatures that will eat big us. Big creatures that will eat us. And a healthy dose of it is reasonable, right? You, you like, should have some anxiety sometimes. Right. If you don't have anxiety, you're, you're probably you a sociopath. A sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> you might be. but and, and if not, like, that's cool. Like, because we... Like, we use it to survive, and if not survive, like, stay alive a little bit longer, learn more, and make it to the next meal, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, level up. Level up, you know? So, it, that's why, this is one of my things as a therapist, that's why I'm into all these books that I share on the podcast, because I have to be. Right, right. Um, I have to learn everything, because the, the worst therapists I know are the ones that won't change. And mm. I think that they already have arrived. If you have a therapist that like acts like they're an expert on you and your personal situation, and they tell you how you are, fire them. That day. Yeah. Like, it's okay to fire your therapist to get a new one. It's okay to ask for different things. And it's okay to do your own research. Like, there's a ton of shit that you can do with anxiety. Like, not everything works for everybody, you know? Right, right. For me personally, what works, I did CBT pretty intensively for a while for my anxiety, but that isn't the completely whole picture. I started getting more into DBT, like more breathing and stuff like that. Right, right. And then I recently discovered more somatic techniques, which are, because like our, basically our, some of our anxieties go back like, if we're talking about evolution, they go back before we had speech. The fear of not existing anymore. The fear of death. Right, right. The fear of threats. And so sometimes our anxiety is so deeply set that we need to do things that don't involve thinking, that more involve triggering the nervous system and triggering those primitive, like, you know, evolutionary parts of our body, like the nervous system. For sure. Yeah. It's insane, bro. Yeah. It goes way back, bro. Yeah. It goes further back than the Lakers. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the way back, bro. Way, way back. So Before Eminem. Right. Before Eminem. Yes. Right. Before all that. Before Eminem's The Candy. Yes. Yo, before, the, before chocolate. Before chocolate. So um, find what works best for you, right? So <clears throat> what can we do, right? So we can do therapy. Again, we can do your your hobbies right like my man's like to go fly fishing um we can do breathing techniques we can do the progressive muscle relaxation interpersonal um, skills a lot of times will help 
interpersonal skills. Learning boundaries with people. Right. And how to deal with others, you know. Right. Learning how to have others manage you. You know what I mean? Like, yo, it's really not anyone else's, like, obligation to learn how to deal with me. Mm-hmm. But as long as I know how to manage myself, I can navigate a situation. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Um, do some Tai Chi. Shit. Like Yoga, Tai Chi. Yoga. And so if you are stressing about any of these things, right, if you need help, please get some. So, if you... Or anyone you know. Or anyone you know are struggling with any of these issues related to generalized anxiety. Um, some of them could be more severe. Some of them may not be as severe. But either way, reach out. Please get some help. Please help one another. This world is wild. This world is crazy. But we out here, and we're absolutely trying. So uh, keep trying. We're doing, we're, we're doing it. Stay safe. Stay safe out there. Stay up. Stay up, yo, we out. Don't come for me. No, but this is actually fun. It's informative because I've already learned a couple of things that I didn't know or things that I hadn't thought about.